0: We thank God for helping us and guiding us and leading us and wanting us to know more about him. He, uh, he really wants us to be with him. And so this week, we were praying and asking God, of course, what were we going to say today? And he said, be a blessing and not a burden. Amen. We as a people need to understand the concept of Christianity concept of Christianity is blessing, blessing, blessing. Never are we to be a burden on anyone. When we are graduated to a point where we understand Christ and how he operates, he says, you are going to be a blessing and not a burden. And in the whole structure, he, he, he tried to teach Israel this. And let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 26. He tried, 28, I'm sorry, he tried to teach Israel this. He said, I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna talk to you about something and and, and what I'm going to do for you and I don't want you to misunderstand why I'm doing it because God is a God of blessings. Everything God does is a blessing. Can we say amen to that? Everything he does is a blessing. Not everything you like is a blessing. Everything he does is a blessing. So in Deuteronomy 28, we begin in verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 in verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, and everybody would say amen to that, right? The heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. Everybody would say amen to that too, wouldn't it? Okay, then we keep going. And thou shall lend unto many nations and thou shall not borrow. Can we say amen? and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Oh, everybody happy now, right? This is, oh, this is, man, this is the best message I've heard in this place in a long time. It's all wonderful. It, it connects with my feelings. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. And that, That's a promise from God. Can we accept that promise from God? Will we accept that promise from God? Okay, I'm going to accept that promise from God. But we're going to read the rest of this promise. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe, and to what? Do them. Okay? That's the complete promise. Isn't that a wonderful promise to have? Now, he said, I'm going to do this so you can be a blessing. Not for you to hoard, you to store, you to be selfish. He said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. He said, I'll do that if you keep my commandments. And my commandment says, love your neighbor. Do good to them who despitefully use you. He said, I'm going to put you up here. On, on, on a pedestal, he said, you'll be above only, meaning there's nothing higher than you. This is the position my people shall be in, and the reason he wants to do that is he can show the world who he is, and how he operates, and what works and what doesn't work. See, we're trying to be Christians with a worldly operating system. that makes sense? You're trying to run your PC on, on Macintosh I, iOS software. It doesn't work. Both pieces, wonderful, great, but it doesn't work. We have to be Christians as God has asked us to be Christians, which is following his commandment because he said, I want to put you in a place where the world can see how to operate in these last times. We have to learn that the whole mission of a Christian is to really look out for others. Amen. That's the whole thing. We are so busy trying to get somebody to look after us. We forgot, hold on, we're supposed to be looking after others. And that's what works. Nothing else does. See, we always warn people, when you step over into Christian land, true Christianity, your operating system has to change. You can't bring over your worldly knowledge and your worldly way you used to do things over here because it doesn't work. And it infects, it's like a virus, it infects Christianity. So what God is trying to tell us, is, says, look, I want you to stop being the one who needs a blessing and be a blessing. That's how this works. And he said, when you do that, what do he tell us? He's going to put us above only. Because you have the heart that I can do that for. He said, I just need a people to help some people. <laughs> That's all he's looking for. But we grew up, or we were uh, 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 taught to be the one that receives. God says, hold on, you receive from me, what, what are you doing? I want you to be a people and be in a position where you can be the giver. That's Christianity. You know, your grandmother used to do that, and she was broke. You ever, ever notice in the old days, some of you aren't old enough to remember, but it still might happen now. You know, when, when somebody died in, 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 the, in, the, in the neighborhood, now you didn't have enough money to do anything, but somehow you, you scrapped together something and brought it to the house. You remember, because after somebody dies, well, we gotta bring oh, so-and-so some food. Why, because you know, they, was, they didn't have time to, you know, oh, you know how a thing is. But the poorest people would bring food. Or or you'll see Mr. Jones come down and cut your yard for you because you know know you're going to have people coming over. That's what Christianity is about. He said you don't have to wait on somebody to die either. You can just be the blessing that you are designed to be. I have designed my system of of Christianity to be that blessing to the world. God said in Philippians chapter 2, The mindset of a Christian is not a burden, but a blessing. Well, Pastor Shaw, he said, you're always going to have the poor among you. Yes, to keep you humble, to keep you giving. Stop being the poor. Somebody said, well, here, here's your your ticket. You'd be poor all your life. Would you take it? He said, No. There's some other people who just coming in. It might be poor, who might need to be used to help refine your generosity. But don't you be that person. Don't build a house in poor land. Don't be satisfied with well, I got my hand out. Every time I get my hand out, somebody's gonna put something in it. What kind of Christianity is that? What kind of blessing is that? You are not a blessing if you stay there too long. You become a what? A bird. Philippians two four says. Philippians two four. Look not every man on his own things, but every man what? Of also on the things of others. He said take care of what you got to take care of now. Brothers, take care of your house. Take care of responsibilities. But do what? Look after the things of others. It never what Christ taught? Amen. That's called being a blessing. You look to bless somebody. You look to bless somebody. Go to Acts. God, my brother was quoting Jesus in Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 20. We got to get this mindset. We got to come out of receive and do what? Get into a mindset of giving or being a blessing. That's Christianity. That's what will show the world what Christ really is. If you want to uh, 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 go out and you you're upset because Christianity is bis- being misrepresented Misrepresented. guess what you can do you can represent it correctly by being a blessing now in Acts chapter 20 Acts 20 let's go to verse 35 we want to get this mindset together Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak amen Aren't we support support the weak mm-hmm. why do we continue to be weak And this is the mindset that's keeping us weak. Give me, give me, give me. We talked a little bit about modern day Christianity is is set in a mold of what I get from God. As opposed to what I can be used uh, to do for God. We ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more what? Blessed to give than to receive. Now who said that? So wouldn't that be a good idea for us to go ahead and go down that path with our mind? It's more blessed to give. Well, I don't have anything. Really? You got nothing. Did you breathe? Do you have your, are you in your right mind? Okay, well, you know, that's debatable. But uh, <laughs> But God says, look, as long as you're here, you have something to give. As long as you're my servant, you have something to give a value. And so people, <laughs> the problem with church is that people come to consume. Does that make sense? Yeah. People come, I, I, I can't tell you how many, literally thousands of phone calls over the years I've received from people that did not know where the church was, but they would call and say, uh, do y'all church help people with, this, with, your, with light bill? They come to consume because they say, well, the church, they ought to help me yeah, so I can consume it on my lust. You are, if you find yourself in the same condition you are in over and over and, thank you, over and over and over again, there's something wrong with you and your connection with the blessing God. Didn't say that God had to bless you with a billion dollars. Didn't say that. But God, if you're God's child, you have something to give. Amen. Now, go to Matthew. The principle of the church works this way. Jesus had just died. They had crucified him. And I can, I can picture this now. Everybody's standing around figuring out what to do now. You know, nobody got any insurance. You know, you know we ain't got no mortuary, you know. Lewis Mortuary ain't open yet, we, they don't know what to do. But watch what this person who was a disciple of God, not one of the 12, but a disciple of Jesus, what did he do? Verse 27, chapter 27, I'm sorry, chapter 27 of Matthew in verse 57, when the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who had also himself was what? Jesus' disciple, see, he understood the concept, and the mindset of a Christian. They didn't have to ask Joseph anything. Joseph saw a need, and what did he do? He said he went to Pilate. See, it wasn't just he wrote a check. He had to actually do something. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. They had, hey, he had to do this. He said, look, i th- that's my Lord. Yeah, I He he had to, see, you have to humble yourself to do stuff like this. And he said, then Pilate, he said, he begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it up in a clean linen cloth. Did they take up a collection for the cloth? He was in a position to bless. And he was a disciple of Christ. So don't tell me all disciples are broke. Don't tell me it's a prerequisite. Well, you got to suffer in order to know Jesus. You can suffer and be rich. A lot of rich people suffering right now, and they're learning the lessons from God. But He went to His closet and got His lint. Let's see what else He did, and laid it, and and laid it in His what? His own new tomb, the one He built for Him. See what the mindset of Christianity is? My mind is on others, not myself. That was mine. So you know it was the best. He said, I'm giving my best as a Christian. So he gave it to Jesus, which he had honed out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. That's, he was in a position to be a blessing. He ordered his life to be in a position to be a blessing. If your life is not ordered so you may bless others, something's wrong with your order. If your life is not in the position, or it's not in a functional giving capacity, if you can't give, if you can't bless, your order is wrong. Because God is a blessing God. And God called Israel out to be a blessing. God called his church out to bless everyone. So if we are not in a position, we need to check what's wrong with us. Okay, I'll go back here now. (laughs) But I don't have any money, Pastor Shaw. Go to Acts. (laughs) Let's go to Acts chapter 3. I don't have any money. Christ didn't walk around with a knot in his pocket either. Matter of fact, when he sent some disciples out, he said, don't take any gold or silver. Workman's worthy of his hire. He said, don't sweat that. He said, you do what I tell you to do. Bless others. So it's not just money, is it? Matter of fact, money is a very small piece of the blessing. Acts chapter 3, verse 6, will begin. Then Peter said... Silver and gold have I none. Amen, right? Did that keep them from being a blessing? But such as I have, I give thee. Look at this. He had something that was worth more than silver and gold. Why? Because he was connected to the one who blesses. And all he wanted to do was to work for the Lord. He said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have... Give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Because what the man was begging, alms, right? Because he couldn't walk. All his life he couldn't walk. So he couldn't go to work. And he needed help. You're always going to have that, aren't you? But oh, let's see what a servant of the living God could do. He said, I don't have any money, man. But watch this. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nathers, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Isn't that a blessing? Yeah. How much did it cost? Amen. See, our brother could have went, well, I don't have no money. Could y'all help me? I'm a member of the church. I'm a pastor. He said, man, I got something better than all this stuff y'all talking about. Hey, get up and walk. Amen. Now let's see what happened. Let's see if you would classify this as a blessing or the man who received this, let's see if he was blessed. Verse 7, uh, the second part, it says, And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and what? This always fascinated me because I'm a little bit of a nerd. Just a little. If your muscles have not worked all your life, if your bones haven't worked all your life, if the nerve endings haven't worked all your life, how do you go from that position to walking and leaping? The blessing of God. And all the people saw him walking in and praising God. Wasn't that the point of the blessing? Yes. And if you read the rest of it, he said, Man, why y'all, the brother said, Why y'all in marvel at what just happened? It's not me, it's the Lord. It's the Lord, yeah. He said, I wasn't I don't, don't give me any praise. God did that. Now, let me tell you about him. See, when you're a blessing, people will listen to you. If you're always burdening people, it's not a whole lot you can say if you are the one that comes in and it gets dark in the room. You know, you, got, you, know, you have Susie Sunshine and you got Debbie Downer. <laughs> what do you contribute to the success of the body? What do you bring to the table? And if all you bring is burdens and complaints and whining, then you're weakening the, the vessel. We see that? We all will need help from one another. We all will have weak moments. So nobody's going to be Superman. We all are going to need help in prayer and and help from other people. That's what it's about. But you can't be always in that position. Something's wrong with your communication if you're always in that position. You ought to work harder to be a blessing, you ought to say, Lord, help me, I want to be a blessing. Go to Proverbs, if you would. See, one of them had money, he was a blessing. One of them didn't have any money, right? Oh, but, but that, was, that was Paul and Peter, that was the brothers that were connected, they were, yeah, they were just like us, but they decided to go with Jesus. You know, that'll happen to you, too, if you decide. If you decide to walk with Christ like these brothers walk with Christ. You can decide that right now. Because, Lord, I want to be able to be a blessing. Help me be in the position I need to be in so I can bless others. Do you know that can start right now? Okay. Amen. Amen means okay. Proverbs 25, Lord help me. Let's go to verse 11 if we would. Proverbs 25, and look at what, what he says. This is another way to be a blessing. He said a word fitly spoken or spoken at the right time. See, sometimes your words are in the wrong season. Sometimes you can have godly things to say, but they're not at the godly time. Therefore, they're not effective. Matter of fact, they have a counter- Or a debilitating effect, even. They take away from the person instead of building the person up. But he said, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. So we got a word, Don. Can you be a blessing through your word? Yes. Because you're quoting who? Jesus. Now, it says, an an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, so is a wise reprover upon a what? You can be a blessing that way. A wise reprover, not just a reprover. What's a reprover? Somebody gonna tell you about yourself (laughs) and what you doing wrong and you need to change all of that. A wise reprover says, Father, What would you have me to say? And then you're talking to somebody with an obedient ear. You know, you can reprove a fool all day long. He's not changing. That's what the book says. Find the obedient ear. Let God help you bless an obedient ear because God is really trying to bless those who want to obey. The other ones, they'll come along, but God says, man, I got some people who really want to hear my word and really want to do what I say. They'll have an ear to hear. And you ask him what to tell them and when to tell them. Because sometimes God will say, you're not the one to tell them that. Well, they need to be told. You ever, you ever taken that position? They need to be told. As if you're the only mouth on earth. God knows more than we do. They need to be told. Yeah, I, many times. I said, Lord, I got to tell him. He said, I don't want you to say that and if I'm obedient, five minutes later someone else comes and says it. And I don't get upset about it. And and, and the devil did something to me once, Sister Marie. He told me, don't say that to that person. After I made the statement, that person needs to hear this. (laughs) He sent somebody else to tell them, and oh, it was like a Hollywood production. Oh, that's the best thing I ever heard. Glory to God. devil said, uh-huh. See, that could have been your glory. I said, nope. He told me to shut up. <laughs> and when it, he, you do what he tells you to do, it always works out. And because it worked out for the person who needed to hear it, it worked out for the person who said it, and it worked for the other people in the room. Let God tell you what to do. What is a fitly word when to say it? Just because you got some word, sometimes your word that you got for you is not for somebody else. He says, as the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him. For he refreshes the soul of the masters. Be a refresher is another way to be a blessing. You know, you can encourage somebody. You can lift somebody up. And that can be the blessing that they need. How much does that cost? The problem is we haven't connected with the refresher. We're not connected with the encourager, the one that can tell us how to do it. That's how you can be a blessing. Stay connected. Go to Isaiah, if you would. We're not trying to keep you long today, but don't be a burden, be a blessing. We need more blessing people. Everywhere, time, if I see you at the health food store, you ought to be passing out blessings. If I see you at the bus stop, you ought to be passing out blessings. Isaiah 41. God said, the mindset of my people is always set on someone else's benefit. Always. Because it works for you. You want a blessing? Be a blessing. If you want not to get blessed, hold on to what you got. Guarantee you. Book of Proverbs teaches us that. It says, look, if if you sow sparingly, what's going to happen? You're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, God adds to that that, 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 that sowing. He said, if you sow, man, you're going to reap everything. Because that's what blessings do. I bless you, freely you receive. Do what? Freely give. And, 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 And please, when we're talking about this, get your mind out of your pocket." If you want to freely give money, man, give all oh, praise him. But there's more than one way to be a blessing. We got to turn this thing around, people. We got to stop having a hand out and start giving. Isaiah 41. He was talking about this, this group effort project. In verse 6 of Isaiah 41, he says, they helped everyone his neighbor. And everyone said to his brother, what? Be of good Isn't that a blessing? How many times could you need somebody? Man, be of good courage. Wasn't that up? you know, you're down, and man, I can't get this thing to work, man. And somebody just comes up to you and says, man, be encouraged. God is real. Man, I know all of us have had that we? And some of us have actually said it. So you see somebody down and out, you just go tell them, it's gonna the Lord is good. Be encouraged, man. You're still living. And sometimes that's all it takes is to be that person. Is to be used by our God. Be a blessing. But it's hard to be a blessing when you're in your own feelings. <laughs> I'm just depressed. God is good. Who you've convincing? You don't even believe it. You won't believe your own self. How's somebody else gonna believe your lying lips? Think about this. Be the encourager. We will all need times where we need encouragement. So we're not talking about we're not gonna need each other. We always are gonna need it. That's why God put us together. There are gonna be times in your life you're gonna have to say help. And if you're around people, who have the mindset of Jesus. Man. He'd be help all over the place. He'd be like, my my refrigerator's not big enough. Stop bringing me food. (laughs) When you need help, it'll be there. But I'm going to tell you how to quicken it. Be a help to somebody. Isaiah said, Verse seven, so the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith. You know that tells me? Those are two different types of individuals came together and they can encourage one another. They weren't mad, the carpenter wasn't mad because he wasn't a goldsmith. And the goldsmith wasn't mad at the carpenter. He said, man, we all got a place in this thing. Let's encourage one another to do your, each other's job the best we can do it. Amen. Used to be that we were kids. I don't know, I used to go to my friend's house. And if my friend, had to be working, because we wanted to go play, go down the street, play football, okay? But he had to cut the yard. When you went over there to get him to go play football, guess what you had to do before y'all could play football? You helped him cut that yard. And his mother or father put you to work, and all you said was, yes sir and yes ma'am. You come around the corner, hey man, we go oh man. You were, And then you didn't leave, because your boy out there cutting the yard or raking the leaves or skinning the squirrels, I don't know, doing something, and you were there to help. And the same thing when they came over to your house. i never forget, I had a friend live lived two doors down from me, and it was, i never forget this day, it was 45 degrees. And my father got in his mind that I needed to wax the car that day. And we didn't have the liquid, you know, nice little stuff. It was paste, and it was 45 degrees. So you know what you do before you wax a car? You wash the car. Cold the cold water on your cold hands. But my friend, because we were going to go play basketball. He said, all right, man. So he took one side and I took the other. That encouraged, We encouraged each other that way. We helped each other that way. He could have just took off, said, man, I'm gone, I'm going to ball. <laughs> this is the type of relationship Christians have with one another. Amen. We, we, we encourage, we give courage, we help each other. Amen? Amen. He <laughs> said you better have some good friends too. Huh? <laughs> now, he said, but they, they, they encouraged one another, and he that smothered with a hammer... Uh, him that smote the anvil, saying, it is ready for the soldering, and he fastened it with nails that it should not move. He said, this whole project, man, we're gonna work together on this. We're gonna give our all to you to help you shine. You know anybody like that? Mm-hmm. Most people want somebody to give them something so they can shine. Mm-hmm. These brothers here got together and said, man, I want people to, this goldsmith said, I want people to come and say, great carpentry work. And the carpenter said, I want somebody to walk by and say, man, that's the best goldsmith work I've ever seen. Because they helped each other and they thought about them others more than they thought about themselves. A blessing person has a whole different mindset. And this is the type of mindset we need to have. Don't be a burden, be a blessing. Go to Luke chapter 6. Let me show you what, how this works. How the promise of God is. How wonderful the promise of God is if we do it the way he asks us to do it and joyfully do it. Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. And not just money. Amen. Give what he has given you. If he gave you Jesus' whip, give Jesus' whip. Amen? Amen. Amen. If he gave you a quarter million, give a quarter million. Amen. If he gave you lunch, be a blessing. If he gave you a recipe, be a blessing. We got a recipe this morning. Make your own almond milk. That's a blessing. A blessing. And I bet it's cheaper and it's healthier. That's a blessing. Sister Jerry went out here passing out $5 bills. Let me bless you, son. Here, take five. He said, let me bless you, son. Here's a recipe that will help you in your health. That's a blessing. We all right? Going to Luke 6, let's see what blessings the mindset of a blesser is. But verse 35, see this is the spirit of Christ. Chapter 6 of Luke, verse 35, he said, but love your enemies. Oh, so you gotta bless those who hate you. He said, do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. See, he was talking about uh, people lending money to the people they know they're going to get them paid back. They say, oh man, you see these bunk? these people over here who are always needing something, go to and give them something. They can't give it back to you. They have no money. Some, most people borrow money from you with no intentions of paying it back. They come to you, you know, I just need to buy, you know, if I could just hold, don't ever, here's a warning, don't ever come at me like that. I just need to hold. You use that word, then you get <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and I gotta go pray. No. <laughs> Let me just hold that, you know, hold by $20, man. He <laughs> right. But he said, lend, hoping for nothing again. I got a brother, a dear brother, told me he never lends people money. Not because he doesn't, he gives people money. I'm not saying, he, you know, he's not cheap or anything he said don't lend people money you get disappointed in folks because they'll be I'm pay you back mm, don't lend and my father told me don't lend what you can't lose but, but he said lend anyway because guess what you work for me think about that you work for God if your father was Rockefeller You don't care? Here's $1,000. Why? My father has billions. Well, you got something bigger than Rockefeller. If God says lend, now if He doesn't, he, te- he might tell you don't lend. But if He does say lend, lend. Don't worry about it. Here you go. Because <laughs> my God told me to. If it could be your last dollar, and He says give it, give it, because my God has plenty. Help us, Lord. He said, and your reward shall be great. He said, if you do this because I ask you to do it, he said, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be what? The children of the highest. Isn't that the point? We're supposed to be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. So don't let temptation pop up in your mind knowing that these people are unthankful. They'll use you until they can find somebody else to use. We do know that, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is obey the highest. If the highest tells you to do something, you do it. Mm -hmm. Lord, this is the 15th time these people have borrowed and didn't pay back. But I'm a child of the highest. So here you go. And do it with a smile, don't (sighs) Here, you know you ain't done that before. Yeah, you, oh, you're lucky I'm a Christian you say that that's the second thing, don't say that to me <laughs> but God says look, listen to me, be my child, be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful, judge not and ye shall not be judged condemn not and ye shall not be condemned, forgive and ye shall be what? Forgiven. the mindset of a Christian then he says Give, and it shall be given unto you. Oh, hold on. Now, that would be okay if we stop right there. Because God said it, you're the child of the highest. You give, it'll be given to you. But this works, and we don't want to trust God enough to put this in action. Sister Shaw mentioned the whole uh, key to obedience is trust. If we don't trust, we won't obey. If we don't obey, we don't get this kind of action. Let's read this action from God. He said, "Give, and it shall be given unto you." How? Good measure, pitly, no. barely. No. He said, "Good measure, pressed down and shaken together." Anybody ever filled a salt shaker before? You fill it, and then you got to tap on it. You know, let it go down a little bit, so you can get some more in it. That's the giving of God. He said, give me your basket. He filled it up. Now shake it, because it makes more room. Then he said, hold on, press down on it a little bit. He said, hold on, it's not enough in that basket you brought me. See, this is what you gave, your little, little court basket, <laughs> little stingy basket that you gave somebody else. Your Ziploc bag. <laughs> he said, this, give me your little stanky Ziploc bag. That that was your heart who wanted to give. Here, i give you a little bit. Yeah. He said, let me press it down. Let me shake it. And then he said, press down and shake it together. And what? Running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Why? Because you're the child of the highest and you did what I asked you to do. You have a mindset of blessing and not burden. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Be a blessing and not a burden. We talked about blessings, right? And how to be a blessing, and how to provide blessings. Let me show you what a burden is. Go to Exodus, just in case we need to identify what a burden is. He said, don't be a burden, be a blessing. Exodus chapter 16. Verse two, we'll begin. You, wanna, you don't know how to be a burden to somebody. <laughs> Verse 2 of, of the 16th chapter of Exodus. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. You want to be a burden, murmur. You know when you come in and, I don't know why we're doing this this way. Really? That's what, that's what you got to offer to this operation. I don't know why y'all are doing it this way. <laughs> and the children of Israel said unto to them, would to God we had died in the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. I wish I would never walked through this church door. Mm. When we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. You done brought us out here. Now, look, at, look what the murmuring was about. My me. My feelings. You hadn't, y'all didn't give me what I wanted. That's what this says. They wanted to sit at the flesh. I wish we'd have gone back to that life because at least we had what I wanted. <laughs> and you out here trying to fix us. God try, brought us out here to try to, to make us children of the highest. Don't ever want to be no child of the highest. I just wanna claim his name. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) But that's what it is. We really gotta stop being a burden. Let's stop murmuring, complaining, especially against the Most High. If God said it, it is. That settles it. Amen? Amen. Just because you don't wanna do it, at least have enough sense to say that. Lord, you're right, I just don't wanna do it. He'll have more respect for you than someone trying to say, it ain't, no, that ain't really what the Lord wants. <clears throat> it ain't nothing. Yeah, lukewarm feeling people. That's going to be the order of the day. In my feelings. <laughs> in your feelings. Everything about that is Luciferian. Is that hard enough? Okay, satanic, is that a better word? Devil worshiping statement, I'm in my feelings. Okay? Okay, let's keep going. So murmuring complaining is a burden. Amen? Amen. Let's go to John, third John. Third John chapter one. Third John chapter one. <clears throat> I want you to look at this now. Third John chapter one. We sing this song. Third John chapter one and verse two. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Amen? Amen? You want to be a burden on your family? Don't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Your health is extremely important. Amen. Your health is extremely important. When you are sick, how productive are you? Mm-hmm. That's why people don't hire certain people. You know, they can tap up your little you know, insurance report History. They ain't gonna hire you, man. And he's sick every other week. They call you other job. I ain't supposed to tell you that, but they missed, you know, five days last month. They do they do. People don't want you are a burden to the system. You get a job and don't show up, that's a burden. Mm -hmm. But you're a Christian. Because you go in there every morning and tell them, the Lord is good when I'm there. I'm a good worker when I'm there. And I'm always talking about Jesus. Amen. Jesus said you're a burden to people because you're not doing it Christ-like. Didn't he tell you that your masters here on Earth, you, 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 you serve them as you would serve the Lord for the glory of God's name? You are representing me, and you should be working as I would work. Jesus never missed a day. He was working the day they killed him. When they he was on the cross. He was still working. <laughs> Forgive him, Father, he just lost their mind. <laughs> do you see? Your health is important. Your health keeps you thinking straightly. It also allows you to help someone else who's not doing well. That's why I think medical missionary field, those who are called to that field, not those who chose it because that's the only thing they had left to do. Those who are called to that are very special people. The nurses in these hospitals that are called to be nurses, they're very special people because they see the need and they feel it. The good nurses would stay after after hours just to come back and check on a patient to make sure they were doing okay. The medical missionaries will take and change your colostomy bag and with a smile on their face and don't make you feel bad because you got one. Oh, what kind of spirit that is. We ought to, That's a Christ-like spirit. That's the spirit we all must possess if we're gonna be children of the highest, if we're gonna be the blessing, right? And not the burden. So health, get your health in order. Amen. Get your health in order because there's nothing worse than being sick in a nursing home. There are people my age in a nursing home. I'm old enough, but. <laughs> I know 25-year-olds in a nursing home. And they're a burden. All they had to do was be a blessing and take care of this body and this mind so you can go out and bless others. Have the energy to do it. Because you don't want to be a burden to your family, do you? You They don't have to wheel you around, you know, Every time you got Thanksgiving dinner, you gotta wheel, you gotta pick you up, get a special car, wheel you around because you you got one foot. Oh my. Can you imagine? And this all can occur if we just say, Lord, make me a blessing. Go to Titus three. We're talking about burdens now. We okay so far? Mm-hmm. Titus chapter three. Start at verse 8, Titus chapter 3, verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain, what kind of works? Good works. These are things, these things, I'm sorry, are good and profitable unto all men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies, and contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are what? Unprofitable and vain. They are burdens. Think about this. You'll be talking to somebody for 15 years about one subject. I used to do that. I really did, until God told me, would you please stop doing that? They're not going to hear you. But no, Lord. The point—if they could just—I I got. We used to go home and design Bible studies, because we knew the personality of this person, and they—they they, they operate this way, and they operate on feelings. So we would design it that way, and so they would. God said so they're not going to hear; they don't want to hear. So when you get into foolish contentions about things that don't really matter you can talk about them, but don't get all worked up about this stuff. And don't spend all day with it. Because it's funny, because when you started the conversation, four hours later, you're still in the same spot. That's not being a blessing. That's being a burden. That's a lot of activity with no productivity. Amen? So those vain conversations, that's a burden. Let it go. Okay? I know we want to know what 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 this is and when this is going to happen and and i know we and god will reveal it in his time Amen. but god said love thy neighbor you ain't got that one right yet Amen. he said love me have no other gods before me you're struggling with that why you care about the queen of the south and the king of the north You don't even know who they are because you don't even know God. Find out who he is. And you'll look up and he'll say, well, that was the king of the north. You know, it wasn't necessary for you to be here. And here's your crown. But if it is necessary for your salvation, you know who's going to tell you that? He is. So let's focus upon being a blessing and not a burden. There was a song that we, we heard and we found the words to it. It's one of Sister Sherry's, Sister Shaw's uh, favorite hymns. It says, Make Me a Blessing. And I looked at those words, and I said, we're going to read those words today. The song's called Make Me a Blessing. Mm-hmm. And listen to the words of this song. He said, Out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad, are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is right making the sorrowing glad. Make me a blessing. When you walk into a sad room, don't join sadness. Be that sunshine that walks in. It says, make me a blessing. Out of my life, may Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. Tell the sweet story of Jesus and his love. Tell of his power to forgive. Others will trust him if only you prove true every moment of your life. You know why maybe we can't be a blessing? Because we hadn't trusted him. He said others will trust him if you will do you will prove true every moment you live. Give as twas giving to you in your need. Love as the master loved you. Be to the helpless a helper indeed until your mission be true. It, it is so easy to focus on everything we need or want, and we forget that a lot of other people don't have what we have. It's so easy to, to focus upon the things that we desire and don't realize we are rich in everything. God has blessed us tremendously, <clears throat> and all we need to ask him is to make us a blessing. If you want a blessing, be a blessing. Yeah. Not only do we need to be a blessing, but we need to first stop. There's a transition from being a burden to a blessing. You can just be neutral, and you're not a burden or a blessing. You're just a waste of breath. But don't be a burden. You see your people struggling. Don't be a so discord among brethren. Don't try to break up. A marriage. These things, I know you said. we don't do, yeah you do. Don't try to shine to outshine someone else. These are burdens that the church of God doesn't need. The children of the highest, we don't do that. We stand for the right and we stand for each other and we help each other along the way. And, and and don't be a person that doesn't think that you don't need to learn something. That's a burden, too. God said, talk to the obedient ear. When you hear something, thus saith the Lord, what should you do? You should say yea and amen. Is that true? Amen. So are we going to be a blessing today? Amen. Amen. We found out what, how to bless. You don't have to have money to bless. You can have tremendous power and bless. You can have a good word, a fitly word. You can just be there to encourage. Now, don't put a stamp on sin. Somebody is just acting just way out there. Don't encourage them in sin, but encourage them how? In the Lord. We're going to learn one day that the reason we might find ourselves in difficult conditions and positions is because we haven't done it the way God asked us to do it. So when he said, be a blessing, not a burden, this is our step, this is our start. Believe me, if you need something, God knows it. Yeah. He does. We, were, we had an experience like that this week, the church did. And uh, it was so funny because uh, I got a report, I, I won't give the testimony, a dear sister said she got chills on her arms because of how God did something. It was funny that they were praying. They said they don't even live here. Matter of fact, the two people involved didn't even live 800 miles from each other. But they were on the phone, and they were asking. They said, we don't know what we're going to do to get this particular thing done. And they got a text with the answer. No conversation. Just the Spirit of God moved upon one of his servants to help the other servant. And the timing of it was perfect. And that's how God works. Look to be a blessing, and the blessing is tremendous. It, it grows and grows and grows. Your, your little blessing gets to, uh, is, is, is expanded by the Holy Ghost. Be that blessing. Put your hand in your pocket unless you're reaching in for it to give it something to somebody else. Stop going around begging. He said, I'm old. I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread." David said that in the book of Psalms. Why? Because the children of God are in the blessing business. God is a blessing God, so why wouldn't you think his children would be blessed? So let us be that blessing and not be that burden. Amen? Amen. Say a word of prayer.